Welcome to Leaving Egypt, episode number two. Today I'm going to talk about uh, my second single that I released off of my new album. And I haven't really talked about my new album, but it's called The Waiting Room. And it's all about the period of time before your answer or your dream comes true, your miracle that you're waiting for, your healing. And I want this record to sit with people and comfort people in their time of waiting, however long that may be. To explain this this podcast, you might be wondering why it's called Leaving Egypt. Egypt is a symbol of slavery in the Bible. The Israelites, who were God's chosen people, they were enslaved by the Egyptians for centuries. And then God led them out of slavery and into the wilderness and eventually into the promised land. But what was interesting is I actually listened to a podcast recently, the Bema podcast, and they talk about the Old Testament and the Bible, and it wasn't so much about God getting his people out of slavery and out of Egypt. It was also the struggle was getting Egypt out of the people. So the impressions it made on their minds, the patterns, the familiarities, the comfortabilities, all the things, they knew what slavery was. They had no idea what freedom was. That was foreign to them. And actually, one of the things that God's been showing me uh, to do with my music and my calling is I'm a musician in Nashville right now. And I've been asking him, what's the most effective way to use my gifts and to use my songs and my story? And he showed me while I've been here, he wants me to to share my story, which is what I'm doing here. And he wants me to work in prison outreach and prison ministries, specifically with women in prisons. And so I just started working with a book study group for women in halfway houses south of Nashville who just got out of prison and they're getting jobs and they're undoing a lot of the things that they learned from their childhood and their abusive relationships or whatever it is, their addictions that they've gone through, the ways the world has oppressed them and enslaved them. And we're working on finding freedom together. And that's exactly what this is, this podcast. But freedom is unfamiliar. I, you know, I don't want to paint my ex-husband out to be this monster. He wasn't, but he was oppressed and that made me oppressed there was a darkness that was evil. It was toxic. It was verbally abusive. That's very real. And that's what I'm used to. Like I'm used to the damage that comes from that. And in the last episode, it talked about the damage being something that makes you lose your value. And that's what I was used to feeling. And so when I, there's a turnaround story for my life and that God did something really cool. I'll probably do a whole episode on it at some point. But this man... That you see up there that's my fiance he's an incredible person he's he's a fit for me we have a healthy relationship but when i first started dating him it was foreign to me the goodness that he had in him and the pureness it was almost like there was part of me that rejected it and i didn't know why but talking to these women they have that same experience where healthy relationships they don't know what to do with that. So their body naturally rejects it because it's not familiar with freedom. And actually the Egyptians, when they, or I'm sorry, the Israelites, when they left Egypt and went through the wilderness for, I think they were in the wilderness for 70 years, God had to train them and get Egypt out of their, the, the ways of thinking in oppression, in, in worldly ways of thinking they had to get that slavery out of their minds. And that was the challenge. It wasn't the physically leaving part that was the challenge. It was 
retraining your brain. And I truly felt like that after I left my marriage. I had to retrain my brain and not only my marriage, things I went through as a kid, you know, I was bullied big time and that gave me a narrative. And my narrative was, you're not enough. I'm not enough. So that fed in everything I ever did, which is dangerous when you're a performer because you're on stage and you're vulnerable and you feel like people are judging you. And if your narrative is, I'm not enough because you believed, which in a six-year-old's mind, of course they're going to believe what they're told. They're going to believe it as true, whether it's a lie or not. It doesn't matter. They're not emotionally intelligent yet. The principles that we form when we're young are everything. But that was reinforced in my marriage. You're not enough. And so it just hurt even deeper. And it, it had almost solidified that narrative for me, which is so far from the truth. But I've been having to learn recently, you know, I've always known in theory, I'm enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can say it, but to truly believe it takes time. And um, so God's been teaching me a lot on that recently, but this leads into my song called Irely Sue about the daughter that I never had. And I didn't have her because like I just said, kids are impressionable and your most important principles are formed when you're young. Those are the ones that stay with you forever. Like I've done so much energy work and muscle testing and neuroemotional technique and all these different things that help blo- clear blockages in the body, emotional blockages, because I've, I've had autoimmune illnesses and so I've had to turn to those things. And God's really showed me that those are incredible tools that he has used to help me in my healing um, on earth. And I'm so grateful that I have found things like that. But the issue in my marriage was he was a combat veteran suffered from PTSD, used alcohol to cope with that. And I had such compassion for that story and that um, experience that he had and compassion for him. And the alcohol was becoming an issue. And I, you know, expressed my feelings about it. And he had said to me one time, I'll quit when we have kids. And the funny thing about that is that when I heard that, I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, yay. There's an end in sight. This is incredible. He's so amazing. But what I did not see in that moment, it's so hard to see things when you're in the moment, how messed up things really are. And I started to figure this out as the months went on. But what was I? Chopped liver. It was okay that I was being damaged because of this. And my sparkle was starting to dim because of this. But you wouldn't do it to our kids. The only reason I did not buy that was because I grew up with incredible parents and an incredible family. Thank God I had that safety and security, an example, because I was bullied in school and then I did not have healthy relationships afterwards, which I think came from the bullying because those are my first impression of, you know, relationships is kind of like your, your home life. If that's screwed up, you can bet you're going to have some relationship challenges. I'm actually reading right now with the women that just got out of prison. Um, We're doing a book study on a book that's called Toxic Parenting. And so it talks all about that. So I really did not want this to trickle into my kids because I did not buy that things would just be dandy when we had kids. I knew that kids were not going to fix it. I knew that if I was feeling that way in the relationship and I was feeling unseen and not valued, I knew my kids would feel that way too because I've, I've heard enough stories and seen enough of those examples to know kids never fix it. Of course, they're a blessing. You know, of course, you're happy that you had the kids. If you're a person that had kids while you were in an unhealthy marriage, 
Like beauty always comes from ashes. That's so true. But we also, if we have the choice and the will to make the decision to not have kids, there's benefits that come from that too. Not have kids in that in that unhealthy relationship. And so I made a choice to try really hard to not have kids while I was in that relationship because I never felt safe. And I think, you know, my worst fear in my life is not living up to my full potential and not getting to engage with my full true purpose in life. And so this was part of that. I grew up watching women in my life that are amazing. They shine, they're bright, they exude love, they exude grace wherever they go. They're not perfect. But I got so lucky with the women in my life. And it's not just them. It's their moms and their moms and their moms. It's the generations of strong women that love Jesus. That's the common theme throughout the whole thing for me. And I knew that. I knew what I came from. I was lucky. I can't imagine the people that go through toxic relationships but didn't have healthy family dynamics growing up. I mean, I barely made it out. Like the only thing that saved me in getting out was because I knew deep down my value. And no matter the narrative I had in my head, it didn't matter because what I was born from, what I came from was stronger. It was the women in my family and the men that respected those women that pulled me out of a really, really dark, dangerous place where I wasn't safe to grow and I wasn't safe to to be. So... I knew the worst thing I could do is have kids and it would just kill me to know that they weren't able to watch me shine the way I watched my mom shine and the way I watched her flow through life and the way I watched her be kind to everybody and give of herself, give of her talents and set boundaries like all of it. I mean, she was incredible. I wanted to be able to give that to my daughter because I knew I had that cloth in me. I was, I'm, I was made from that. Even if you come from a family that's dysfunctional, doesn't matter because we came from God's cloth. We are royalty. We are his daughters. If you're a guy, you're his son. You are royalty. You come from cloth that is flawless. I think the whole reason why we're here on earth is to slowly, with whatever situation we were born into or whatever narrative we fed in our lives, I think the goal is to slowly get back to our original design and who God created us to be. And that's freeing. Um, so anyway, these are just some thoughts I had on on this song, Irely Sue. And I hope you listen to it. Go stream it. It's a song that means a lot to me. And, you know, with grief, you don't just grieve your person and your memories and the past. You also grieve the future. And that's what this song is about. You grieve your future kids, your future house, your future dreams and plans with this person. And um, you know, it's beautiful things like this that are the, the joys of life that can get taken away in an instant if you don't honor and value the people in your life. Because people aren't punching bags. They are breakable. And everybody has a different breaking point. So that's the lesson, you know, I had to learn and, and my ex-husband had to learn that you sacrifice the joys of life when you are blind so, you know, we're all in it together. Um, I know this was a, hef- a heavy topic, but hopefully something in here helped you. And if you want to follow up with me on anything I'm doing, my music that I'm putting out, go to alexmaybe.com. Find me on socials. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. We always used to talk about your name. 
It's after a lake behind the house I grew up in It's just a couple miles in on a back trail And your middle name was passed down generations Generations of women who love Jesus Generations of knowing their life And our leader never seen me shining Why you're the daughter I never had I pictured you with brown hair and green eyes and Stubbornness like your father's and mine It's a quality that made us love each other And the same one that brought us our demise See nothing in this world not even a husband or wife And there are things in this life you can't get back Like the daughter we never had And when I took the diamond off of my finger I asked him if he'd take it, he said no Said, do me just one favor and remember That I loved you enough to let you go See, no one ever said that it'd be easy But no one ever said it might take your soul And if it took mine, I couldn't bear If it took yours Why you the daughter I never had If I could go back round at the beginning I'd have told him that he'd better get it right Never get the family that we wanted If he takes the road of wasted time Cause by the time that all the clocks have run their hands dry We learn people aren't unbreakable And when they break everything will vanish like